everyone. My name is Brittany, and this is the Friday edition of the Britless Podcast, where I tell you fun, crazy stories that happen in my life, a lot at concerts, and a lot with bands. And this is our St. Patrick's Day edition. Now, I have a lot of uh, fun St. Patrick's stories when I go to concerts, but this this story, uh, I'm actually the most innocent person in it. So I decided to tell this one. This story takes place St. Patrick's 2010, so it was my sophomore year of college. And I'm going to tell you the background of the story, the concert, and the aftermath. Are you ready? Let's go. So I found out from a friend of mine that I was really close with at the time that a group of my friends were going to go see Flogging Molly for the St. Patrick's Day show. And I don't remember if this was the week of St. Patrick's Day or a week before. I know it was a Tuesday concert because I DJ'd Tuesday night midnight at the time. So I don't know if it, this concert was like Tuesday and St. Patrick's Day was Thursday or it was the week before. I don't think that really matters, but kind of, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's going to bother me, but it doesn't matter. So I found out from a friend and I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll buy the tickets. I was talking to him while he was doing his shift at the station and I was buying the tickets and I forgot to send them to my on-campus mailbox and I sent them to my house which I was like you know no big deal I'll just go home and pick them up and I, I told my mom's like hey I'm expecting Ticketmaster tickets let me know when they come in and I'll go I'll go home and get them but being a bi- busy college student that I was and March was around midterms I couldn't really go home till the day of the concert. And thankfully, my friend uh, who I was going with was the program director of the station at the time. This is before I was an assistant. He was a program director at the time. And he got someone to cover my 12 to 3 shift. And I knew I wasn't going to be gone long. It was only going to be like the first hour of the shift. So I was like, okay, perfect. I can go to the concert and still get home. Go get home, get back to campus on time to do my shift. Awesome sauce. So after my class, I took the train to Brooklyn, which is not a long ride at all. It's like 40 minutes to the city and then like another 40 minutes to Brooklyn. I got home. My mom made me a chicken cutlet sandwich. She also had made strawberry cake. I got to hang out with my baby brother. It was uh, a nice way to decompress a little bit and eat something so I didn't have to spend too much money while I was at the show. And, you know, I charged my phone a little bit, even though that was 2010 when phone battery life was a lot better. So I hung out at home for a while, watched some TV, and then I got a message from one of my friends saying, hey, we are on our way to the show. We're getting on the train and in New Jersey. I was like, cool. So I said bye. Uh, I got on the train, went to meet up with everyone. And I don't know about you, but meeting with people in Penn Station can be really annoying if they're not used to Penn Station, if they don't know how to get around. So I was like, hey, I'm here. I'm in front of Penn Station. Meet me. And a lot of people that uh, went to the show, you know, they they kind of pre-gamed the the concert and they weren't entirely sure where they were so i have one person saying they're on 8th avenue another person saying they're somewhere else and i'm just getting really annoyed because i i just want to you know get to this concert at this point 
and I don't like dealing with a group of drunk people and I have to be responsible for them because it can get annoying, especially when some of the people who were there who were really drunk, I didn't really know well. They were friends of my friends. So it took me maybe 15, 20 minutes just to find them. But we found each other and this day, there happened to be a Jay-Z concert in uh, Madison Square Garden, which is, you know, upstairs from Penn Station. And one of the girls who were is at the show that I wasn't really friends with kind of is holding on to this guy who is so drunk, they literally fall on the street. There are cops everywhere because it's New York and there's like a ton of concerts going on. So the security people at uh, MSG are like, these guys gotta get out of here, gotta get out of here. The people online waiting to go into the Jay-Z concert are laughing hysterical at these people. And I was like, okay, we're gonna walk down to 32nd and we're gonna get some food in, you guys. Now, before we go into uh, the concert, which was on Hammerstein, which is between like 8th and 9th on 34th Street. Super close to Penn Station. Thankfully, that was easy for us to get around. So we are walking down to a deli. I think we were on 30th. Walking down to to a deli to get some food and for my friends because they were kind of hungry and some of them had to go to the bathroom and we're walking and the girl and the guy who are super drunk are now missing. They are lost. Within a two block range, they are lost. I don't have their numbers and they're calling one of my friends is saying, hey, we don't know where we are. So I, I'm trying to, to mediate and like, hey, uh, walk to the corner and tell me what street you're on. Like, tell me where you are now and then walk to the corner and tell me where you are. And she couldn't tell. So I was like, okay, just go to the Hammerstein. We'll meet you there if you can figure it out. It's on 34th and blah, blah, blah. You'll find it. So I'm getting a little, a little angry. Uh, a little frustrated and my friends were like calming me down like hey chill it's fine we're gonna go see Floggy Molly it's gonna be great we're gonna have so much fun woo I'm like okay I'll, I'll calm down we we get to the venue maybe like 20 minutes later after you know eating and hanging out and trying to find these people and we get to the venue and we're you know scanning our tickets and the guy we find the two people who went missing, the girl and the guy who were super drunk. Girl pulls it together to get into the venue because another guy was like, yeah, she's fine, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The, the, the other guy who fell was so drunk, they would not let him in. They would not let him in to a St. Patrick's Day Flogging Molly concert at a venue called the Hammerstein. So, uh, at this point, he, again, disappears. Did not think about him for the rest of the show, because I was like, hey, I want to have fun with my friends. I don't really know you anyway. You're drunk and you're annoying. Dude. I'm going to call him dude for the rest of the story. We go into the concert. We're having a grand old time. We're moshing. We're jumping. I am gross and sweaty. We we go to back to the concert. Well, we go back... Uh, to Penn Station, we're getting on the train. I am getting close to campus on time that I'm gonna be able to do a lot of my shift. And while we're on the train, uh, we get a phone call. Well, I don't get a phone call. One of the guys gets a phone call from the dude who got kicked out of the Hammerstein. Well, he wouldn't even get into the Hammerstein. He was able to find his way back to Penn Station, 
but he was so drunk he fell asleep on the train and woke up in Summit, which is really far away from South Orange. He was not sure where he was in Summit and uh, was saying, hey, I just got here. Which I'm not sure how that happened because we were, we were in the concert for a while, a couple hours, and he was lost somewhere in Summit. And I think he was finally making his way back to campus. He, I think he got back to South Orange after us, to be honest. I'm missing part of the story while we're at the venue. Okay, so while we're in the venue, one of my friends gets hit in the face and his glasses uh, are now bent. I am, uh, whenever I go to a show, uh, I, I kind of try to hang out around, especially punk shows, when the lights go up, because sometimes the, the people the, in the band, like, throw stuff, and the bassist of Flogging Molly signed my ticket and took a picture with me. It was a very terrible ticket, a picture, because I suck at taking selfies. And if you follow me on social media, you'll see there's never any selfies on my, uh, gram. So, so back on the train, we're on the train, we're laughing, we're, we're hanging out, we get back to campus, and I, uh, take a fast shower because I, I didn't want to sit and feel gross during my shift and I didn't want to as soon as I was done DJing I kind of wanted to go straight to bed I didn't want to prolong being awake any longer so I took a shower and I think it's like 12 45 almost one o'clock I make my way back to to DJ and I was gonna play some vlogging molly and I'm decompressing from the show I barely have any voice left and the person filling in for me is was a friend. I don't talk to this person anymore. They're a bad person. Uh, he's doing my shift and he's playing the worst music. Like the absolute worst music. And I, I hate being a, a music elitist. I just had very different taste from him. And my my the people who listened to my shift at 12 to 3 on Tuesdays at that point expected a certain mix of music and a certain genre of music up that, you know, flowed well like heavy stuff and punk. Uh, my friends tend to call the songs that I picked like Britney songs or Dodger songs because that was my DJ name, the Brooklyn Dodger. And he is like playing music that I consider like pop metal, like Killswitch Engage. And now there's nothing wrong with it, but like the, the there's nothing wrong with those bands, but he was playing like the most mainstream token songs that I was sick of. And he's playing just terrible flowing music stuff that doesn't flow together and it was just so annoying to me because i'm such a elitist when it comes to music i really am and he's also on the phone uh with a listener so i was like oh cool maybe he's talking to one of our our, our big listeners uh rfq and uh, he wasn't he was on the phone with my stalker i used to have a a, a stalker during my shifts and he was super, super duper creepy, and I, I hated speaking with him. And uh, this this guy was on the phone with him and was like, yeah, she just walked in. And I was like, oh, I, I, I was expecting someone else that I enjoyed talking to, but no, it was my stalker. So that kind of sucked after the concert. But yeah, this, this story has gone long and rambly. I, I kicked him out of my shift because <laughs> instead of saying thank you. Typical Britney. So ungrateful. I was great, ungrateful at the time. So that is the the St. Patrick's story of me dealing with a group of drunk people while I was, you know, the sober, responsible one and how that guy was way too drunk to get into a Irish punk show. And then he got lost. 
It turns out, uh, after the he finally made it back to South Orange, he went to the apartment of a guy that I ended up dating for, like, a year. And I found out the rest of that story, like, honestly, a year later, when I was dating this guy. He was like, yeah, dude was at my apartment, and he was supposed to go to a Flogging Molly show, and he was just, like, really drunk. He didn't know anybody who was there. And I was like, wait a second. Put two and two together. So, yeah. That that drunk dude uh, ended up being like really good friends with the guy that I dated, which should have been a red flag for that relationship. Anyways, this has been my long rambly St. Patrick's Day story. I have other St. Patrick's Day stories where I am not responsible, but I wanted to tell tell this one. Hopefully, you enjoyed hearing about the the drunk people that I took care of and wrangled. And tune in next week while I have another fun. Story. I think I'm going to do the story of a really odd series of events at a kind of local show in the city. So, so tune in for that. Until next time, uh, later dates, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>